0: Welcome back to America's leading higher education podcast network, the EdUp Experience, where we make education your business. This is EdUp EdTech, dedicated to interviewing leaders at the front end of technology and innovation in education, hosted by the amazing, the outstanding, the incredible Holly Owens. Now let's get to it and hear from your host, Holly Owens.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another amazing episode of Ed Up Ed Tech. My name is Holly Owens, and I'm your host. And we have a very special guest with us today. We have Roger Sands, who is the CEO of YBOT with us. Welcome to the show, Roger.
2: Yeah, good afternoon, Holly. It's great to be a part of your show.
1: I'm so excited to talk to you and get to learn about everything that you're doing at YBOT. I always tell my guests I do a little bit of research, but I save a lot of the information for the show, so I get to learn right along with you listening as well. So Roger, tell us about yourself and how you got into the ed tech space.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Holly. So I've been in the networking sector for 30 years. Um, It's been the focus of mine, and I've been running business units Uh, For over 25 years, high-tech business units for Fortune 500 companies and startups. Um, So my focus has been around networking. And over the last 20 years, it's all been around uh, enterprise and education Wi-Fi, mobile systems. And uh, prior to WiBot, I ran HP's global Wi-Fi business. And as you uh, most likely know, HP is a big player in the education space.
1: Yeah, huge. (laughs)
2: Yeah, huge, right? So we are very active in uh, in the education space, both K through 12 and higher ed. And it was working with customers all over the globe, actually, in the education space that um, drove us to my co-founder and I to start YBOT.
1: Oh, my goodness. So you, you've kind of been in the the right place at the right time with some of these transitions and your experience has led you here. So that's that's really great. It sounds like a wonderful journey for you. Um, now, I'm not as familiar with like the networking part of things, but I know, and, and we'll get into more of this later in the episode, how important it was to have, you know, Wi-Fi access. Um, I'll tell a story about when my mom used to live in the rural parts of Southern Maryland and they didn't have internet access during COVID. So my sister experienced some challenges with that. So maybe Wybot could have helped. Um, but how important it was for the students to have, you know, reliable access to the web and also, you know, just being able to have stability with that, because that's, that, you know, during COVID that was a big, big deal. But before I get too much into that, I want to know, you know, do you have any sort of educational quotes that are your favorite, or if there's anybody that helped you along this journey that you want to shout out?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's been a number of, uh... Customers that have just been fantastic working with um on the higher ed side, Mass Maritime Academy. Um, they've been uh, one of our earlier customers, been with us through the whole journey, providing tons of feedback. You know they have our solution deployed there, um, so that's been you know a very very good one. Um, Mannheim School District, K through 12, large deployment with whybot great feedback, great. Uh, customer interaction there, and I could go on and on. We we're deployed in over 500 school districts across the country. Holly, right now, with a leader in education, that's, help, that's helping helping uh, yeah, K through 12 schools and higher ed.
1: I really love a technology that spans across both K through 12 and higher ed, and helps in both of those areas because it's so important that things that are leveraged in K-12 through can also be leveraged in higher education as well. So I like that you're, you're helping in both spaces there. Now, being is that you, I consider you an expert now because you are a CEO of a, a tech company. I want to know, how do you personally define educational technology?
2: Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, the term that's commonly used out there is digital learning, right? Digital learning. And it's, technology, right, that enables uh, teachers and students to get a better learning experience, more efficient, more productive, right, in terms of their capabilities, access to information, um, easier, faster. Uh, And so when you think of that whole framework, and you touched on this in your example, Holly, but, you know, Wi-Fi is the on-ramp to the internet, and it's actually now become a utility. Right? There's so much content you know, in the cloud, uh, valuable information for students to learn, for research, for lesson planning, right? um, that it just makes it incredibly insightful for those students and teachers to have high-performance, reliable Wi-Fi connectivity. But to summarize your question, again, it, it involves compute devices, um, you know, tablets, you know, laptops, et cetera, and, and having access to that information. Information is powerful. It exists um, you know, heavily in the cloud now. And so having an end-to-end solution for that e-learning experience, digital learning, everything from statewide testing all the way through to lesson planning on a daily basis. Um, but the enablement of content for the end users is what we see is really important for, for the digital learning experience. Yes,
1: absolutely. I love how you t- you touched on the fact of the the hardware, the devices that the students are holding. And I love how you said the on-ramp because we can't live without it anymore. It's, it's important to have that access. I know. And I talked about my sister. Now we live here in, in South Carolina. She was taking a test, a, a standardized test recently. And the Wi-Fi for the school went down for like three hours and it, you don't understand how much that impacts the learner in taking the test. So She didn't perform on the test as she would have if she would have had the Wi-Fi access and everything would have been fine. Um, So like having that environment where there's stability and the learner can just, you know, go on the web and search for resources or, you know, use the technology seamlessly without any interruptions. It really impacts the learning process when there's barriers or challenges created to accessing the web as you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And in fact, you know, you summarized it well there, which is, you know, the students, um, we saw a major transformation, you know, approximately five years ago, some schools were able to start it earlier, um, but all with the one-to-one compute, right? One-to-one where each student, um, you know, started in high school and a lot of uh, K-12s through and then middle schools and now down to elementary schools where they have that compute device. And it could be like I said, could be a Chromebook, could be an iPad, um, some type of device. But once they have that, you know, now they have the access to the information. And we're trying to efficiently, you know, educate our students across the country. The good news, you know, Holly is both my parents were school teachers. So I have a passion right from the early days of education. And so I understand the value of getting, you know, the, the efficiency and learning around these students. And the good news is that you know, the digital era helps with that, um, but, you know, to really make it efficient is going to allow the students to score better, grade better, like you said, whether all the way from statewide testing and just a daily learning process, um, they improve. So that's the goal of what we see in optimized uh, learning experience.
1: Uh, I think it's wonderful and it provides, you know, like you're saying, the data that the instructors need in order to facilitate lessons that help the learners. And it's always about the learners from Wi-Fi all the way to, you know, a, a copy you're making on a copy machine. It's, it, you know, making those lessons. It's all about the learners. So here's where we get into the part where you tell us all about WiBot to talk about the product, the services you offer and how you're helping institutions and organizations in education. So give us the lowdown on everything.
2: Thanks, Holly. And you used the word they're helping, which we really uh, resonate with because that is our goal here, right? We we are helping um, schools be more efficient, more productive, save time, save money. So what do we do, right? Um, Working at HP for seven years and we realized that it was a major pain point uh, for schools across the country and it had to do with the use case that you provided which really was intermittent right intermittent wi-fi and internet performance issues um, and they just what makes it hard because we're working in the world of wi-fi they are intermittent they're dynamic and so the networks are constantly changing and this is a big change from where we were five ten years ago um, where now You know, every day, every week, there's new experiences on the Wi-Fi network. And so what WIBOT does is we analyze, we analyze these Wi-Fi networks in real time, and we proactively identify when there's performance issues, what caused the performance issue, and we also identify and provide a solution to solving that problem. So for majority of school districts around the country, today it's a highly manual activity, very time-consuming, extremely frustrating. A teacher will come to an IT resource and say they had an internet performance issue, an application performance issue, G Suite was running slow, but when, it took, when there was the issue? Last Thursday, right? And on Tuesday, now the problem, everything's fine. So those are the intermittent issues that are very challenging, um, highly manual, time-consuming, expensive, disruptive to the entire e-learning process. So YBOT has a a solution that leverages automation, leverages AI technology to monitor these complex ecosystems 24 by 7. And again, proactively identify performance issues and solutions to solving them. So IT. A, they can focus on other business critical activities and the students and teachers are going to get a noticeably better e-learning experience uh, across their school district.
1: Well, I'm sure teachers are like, thank goodness, because, you know, trying to find workarounds when you those barriers and challenges happen, not everybody is a techie and they don't understand like, oh, maybe I can jump on another network or I can you know, reset my Bluetooth or, you know, all those different things that you try to, you troubleshoot if you know technology and teachers don't necessarily have time to do that. or faculty members, they just want to give the lesson. They just want to use the technology or they just want the students to be able to go on the web and find what they need. So it sounds like what you're really doing is you're, you're defining your, those challenges that they're having, you're taking it, you're offering a quick solution so that it can be fixed. And then the lesson can go on as planned.
2: Yeah, and we want them to focus on the, you know, like you said, the lesson plan and the teaching and and what, you know, what they do so well and and not get bogged down in the technology and the wi- wireless technology, as you mentioned, it's complex, it's, it is, it's hard, a uh, lot of moving parts, um, but we, we build a system around that that takes care of that complexity. And Holly, another piece, not only do we detect performance issues when they occur in real time, but we also in our system, we're proactive. So what I mean by that is we're monitoring, right? The entire environment all the time. And in a lot of cases, we're able to minimize the problem from occurring to start with because we're monitoring trends on the network, right? Performance trends, uh, end user analytics, right? User uh, congestion, et cetera. And so with all that data, we're able to give alerts right, to IT organizations so they can take corrective action before, right, before it disrupts the teachers and students. And we're able to do that in about 75% of the cases.
1: Yeah, I love it how, you know, you're saying that even before it starts to happen, I feel like that situation with my sister, that was something that was could have been seen by the like the system, like they would have known like this big downtime was coming, Sure. They could have anticipated it and tried to mitigate it by navigating to another server. I might be speaking not the correct language, but this is what how I understand it. So please, Roger, feel free to correct me if I'm speaking through the process wrong. Um, you know, just trying to make things more efficient. It just it's really it's I, I just remember in the classroom when the, t- the tech wasn't working or the Internet wasn't working. It was so it was such a difficult thing to deal with along with classroom management and, you know, like my lesson was dependent on that. And then I had to, I had to pivot to something else. So it's, Holly,
2: there's a, there's a, you know, a lot of components that make up what we call a reliable internet connection. Right. And you're right. It starts with the compute device um, that the student or teacher has in front of them. um, And uh, most of them or a lot of them have that today, and the others are migrating there over time. But then you're talking the Wi-Fi network, right? Communicating all your data over the airwaves, uh, which is challenging and complex, and can there can be interference and other factors. But then, as you mentioned, once you get onto the network, you know, behind the Wi-Fi, then there's a whole suite of servers, you know, DHCP and DNS servers, like you mentioned, and then there's the internet itself you know, and the internet uh, speeds that are coming into the school district. Uh, So there's a lot of components that are behind the scenes that make up everything from the compute that the student has to the internet servers out in the cloud where they're accessing that information. And all that has to work flawlessly for everybody to have a good experience. We are monitoring and analyzing those steps along the way, not just the Wi-Fi, but also looking at the DHCP and DNS servers and the internet performance as well as the application servers in the cloud so that we can rapidly notify IT which step along the way if there's any challenges where it is and how to solve it.
1: Yeah, you're doing a lot of great stuff and I'm sure there's many people in behind the scenes who appreciate having access to a tool like this so, they can definitely mitigate those issues. Now, you've said a lot of different things that, you, that you're doing with YBOT, and you're in a lot of schools and systems already. So, what's coming up for you? What's on the roadmap? What things can we expect, obviously, without you um, violating any non disclosure agreements? What can we expect from YBOT?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the good news is we have a, a very high powered. Uh, engineering team, R&D team with this innovative solution. So they keep pushing the envelope. Um, short-term, Holly, we've got a um, video collaboration, uh, you know, performance test. And as, you, as we can see with all of the different Zoom calls and Google Meets and Teams and you know, et cetera out there, uh, having quality metrics in the schools to determine you know, what their network looks like and if anything needs to be improved, To support the video collaboration. So we've got a a very valuable test suite that we're launching uh, in about a month that'll allow schools to be able to get video collaboration quality metrics on their network. We're also already working on, there's a new Wi-Fi standard, a new frequency band called Wi-Fi 6E. Not to get too... My (laughs) goodness. We just got used to
1: 5G. (laughs) Stuff. Yeah, I'm and this different. is
2: all—it's um, a whole new frequency band. Uh, I bring it up because you know schools are going to be migrating to that technology over the next um, few years, and so having a system like ours that can analyze and optimize those environments, uh, we're also—we'll be launching that technology this year as well. So we keep up to date on all the new applications, standards that are being used, and we keep, you know, enhancing the platform to support those for our uh, customers.
1: Yeah, and you know what? We haven't even mentioned the word AI. I'm sure people are assuming that we're talking about AI, but we haven't we haven't even mentioned it and that's part of, you know, the, the what drives uh Wybot is AI, you know, that artificial intelligence and that's becoming such a big thing in education. I see like AI VR, you know, um, coming down the line. And it's coming from a multitude of different directions, like on the peripheral, like these systems supporting the infrastructure, but also in the classroom, like the technology with like the 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 Oculus glasses and all that stuff. So what do you think about, you know, AI and it driving, being like a driving force behind the technology and technology in the classroom? You know, how does, how is that going to impact things? I kind of threw a, a a question in there.
2: Oh, it's a great question. So. Yes, there's a whole suite of technology, like you said, around virtual reality and other types of technology, uh, robot technology that's coming into education. Um, And that's all used for advanced uh, research, as well as just learning, more efficient learning. If you think of virtual reality, where you can not only while you're studying content, but see live, you know, different parts of the world, different parts of the body, um, there's all kinds of exciting technology coming in that space. So AI, I mean, if you think about what it's doing, it's enabling uh, different businesses to be, you know, be able to process a lot more information in a much faster time, right? Very quickly that yes, manual, yes. you know, humans would not be able to do. And in fact, as you mentioned, YBOT leverages AI, and we we have to because of the volume of data that we're processing, right, at these schools um, around The user experience, right? The network, the e learning, et cetera, the Wi Fi manually, which is what we used to do when I was at HP, and that's what a lot of schools do. You can't keep up anymore, it's just too hard. And so the AI is enabling us to keep up, where we're able to analyze, right? Analyze these Wi Fi ecosystems for the schools 24 by 7 without missing a beat. And we're able to do that because we have backend software, AI technology that's able to keep up in real time.
1: Yeah, definitely. And um, you know, I always think about like some of the thing, the technologies that exist and how that's impacting educators' workflow. And this is really helping people in the back end, like really focus on the support aspect for their users, like the AI technologies enabling them to identify the problem, find a quick solution, but also help more with doing creative things in the classroom, um, you know, and putting, I feel like AI really helps the human streamline process a bit. Um, Absolutely.
2: If you look at, I don't know if you've seen them, Holly, but there's a number, I mentioned robots, but, you know, a great use case, right, where um, telepresence, uh, you know, there's certain uh, students, right, that aren't able to attend the school, whether it's for health reasons or other factors, right, but they want to be you know they want to be part of the, the experience, they want to be part of the classroom. And so they have telepresence robots where schools are starting to deploy them and they'll attend the class for the student and the student can feel like, even though they can't you know, attend in person, but they can feel part of the experience. And so all of this is leveraging modern you know, advanced technology to help. Again, the goal is to help schools and, and teachers be very efficient with the uh, learning process for the students.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we have come to our final two questions and I so appreciate all that you're saying here and telling us. Um, So final two questions. I want to know, do we miss anything? Is there anything else you'd like to share? And because like I said, I consider you an ed tech expert now because you're a CEO. I want to know what does the future of educational technology look like? So what do we miss? Anything else you want to share about YBOT? and tell us about the future.
2: Sure. Let me just touch on WhyBot for one minute. Your first question, a great question. So um, WhyBot offers free trials um, and schools have found this so impactful because it's a automated plug and play system. Uh, we just ship out one of our IoT sensors and IT can just plug it in their environment and see it in work, right? See it in action before they have to make any decisions. see how it can help them save time and money. So if anybody is interested, you know, in, in a free trial, no obligation, we ship it out, do the trial. If it works and you're interested, great. If not, then you just, we pay to have it shipped back. So it's another way to help schools evaluate and understand how they can save time and money. So that's the first piece. The second piece around bot is also, we are E-Rate eligible. So our solution for those customers that are interested and we're coming right to the end of E-Rate now for this year, but for future years, Um, The whole system can be, you know, supported with the E-rate program, which is a very efficient way to save money um, because the government helps offset the cost of the system. So those were two items on YBOT. In terms of, um, you know, the future, let me touch on that, Holly, and then see if you have any follow-up questions. Yeah, definitely. The the digital component, I'm going to use the word digital component, is going to become, continue to become core to what, um, most schools are gonna be leveraging going forward. I already touched on, you know, VR and AR and, and then we get into the robots, et cetera. But what's core here is information. And if you think about what's behind learning, right? The core of learning, it's knowledge and information. And so that is becoming, you know, within the cloud, within services, there's so much information out there. We have to come up with, a, as a, not just YBOT, the you know, the world, with efficient applications, digital technology to make it efficient for the students and teachers to access and learn and leverage that information. And so you're gonna see more and more creative um, you know, laptops and, and technology around video, uh, et cetera, to enable those students to learn and gather that information even more efficiently.
1: Oh my gosh, I love it. I can't wait. I'm so excited about, the future of ed tech and all the things, the great impact it's going to have on the education system. Um, I will say in a way that I'm, I'm not happy that COVID happened, but I am happy that COVID happened for ed tech companies and instructional designers and people who love online things and AI and all that stuff, because I feel like the reputation and the way people, uh, you know, make assumptions about things that are good or bad about it, they've really got to see what it can do, and it's really put it on the 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 front stage of um, what what we need um, as educators, what we need as faculty members in order for education to be successful. And obviously, YBOT plays an important role in that in that platform. So I just wanted to say that. I really appreciate everything that you're doing in this space, and thank you.
2: Yeah, and we're here to help. Um, we help these schools not only with our solution, but we have a team of experts, um, you know, support team uh, that they can leverage when they have questions, et cetera, on the platform. So, uh, But yeah, it's an exciting time uh, for K-12 and higher ed, like you said, with all the digital experience that's taking place, and we all have to work on ways just to make that as efficient as possible.
1: Yeah. I agree with you. Well, Roger, thank you so much for your time and coming on EdTech Ed and talking about YBOT. Everything about Wybot and Roger is going to be in the show notes. So you can access those to get more information if you want to learn how to uh, get Wybot at your school or connect with Roger. So thank you for your time. I appreciate it.
2: Great. Thanks, Holly. It was great to connect. Have a good day.
1: You too. That's another episode of Ed Up Ed Tech.
0: You've been listening to another episode of Ed Up Ed Tech with your host, Holly Owens. You can follow Holly on LinkedIn. You can also visit her website at jollyholly.me to find out more about what she's up to. Please head to Apple or wherever you download your podcast content and leave us a rating, review, and please subscribe to be notified of future episodes. This has been another incredible episode of Ed Up EdTech with your host, Holly Owens.